Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton, with me as always is Reese. Hello! And Kay. Oh! And today we are trying to catch up on our backlog. So we have a couple of stories here that are, you know, they're a little bit older. There's one basically huge, horrible thing happening in games news recently, or I guess multiple things, really. Um, the games industry as a whole is sort of having its, uh, its Me Too moment, uh, where every single, every single developer is basically saying, yeah, uh, they treat us like garbage at multiple games companies, and it's, uh, you know, pretty grim. Yeah, it turns yeah. out the industry is just... Full of sex criminals. Who knew? Pretty much. Sex criminals, uh, racists. It, it, we will be talking about part of it. Just be the, the funniest part. Because honestly, if you want to look into like the Activision Blizzard scandal that happened recently, uh, it will not be like uh, entertaining, I don't think. You will just mostly feel sad. We've been calling them demonic since the dawn of the podcast. Like mm-hmm. we don't we don't wanna retread old old topics too much uh and you know you can get the news from jason schreier or whatever uh but we we have the one the one key element what's that well just uh, that the, the moment the thing that we're going to talk about today i don't know if we were, we're launching into that first oh no 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 first we we're gonna shit on the bbc some <laughs> okay okay <laughs> which Good. i know Kay, you are probably very excited to get into oh yes um oh yeah I definitely have a lot of things to say. I know Kay has a lot of things to say, but let's let's just get things kicked off. All right. From the BBC. Shares slide after China brands online games, quote, electronic drugs. Shares in two of China's biggest online gaming firms have slipped after a state media outlet called them electronic drugs. Tencent and NetEase share fell more than 10% in early Hong Kong trade before regaining some of those losses. Investors are increasingly concerned about Beijing cracking down on firms. In recent months, authorities have announced a series of measures to tighten their grip on technology and private education companies. An article published by the state-run Economic Information Daily said many teenagers have become addicted to online gaming and has been having a negative impact on them. The news outlet is affiliated with the official uh, Xinhua News Agency. The article cited Tencent's hugely popular game, Honor of Kings, saying students were playing it for up to eight hours a day and asked for more curbs on the industry. Quote, no industry, no sport can be allowed to develop in a way that will destroy a generation. It said before, before going on to liken online games to, quote, spiritual opium. Hell yes. <laughs> nah, base. Gonna, gonna award that based. The, the, yeah, that's a it's big, official. A big, a big dub, massive dub. <laughs> Chinese state official media calling online games spiritual op- opium. <laughs> the recovery in share prices came as Economic Information Daily deleted the article from its account on the WeChat social media platform. Ah, oh, cringe, cringe, <laughs> cringe. cringe. Great. <laughs> just, just have a peanut gallery, just a based, based, and then there's like no cringe, cringe. 
This podcast really is just a giant knob, either turning toward base to cringe, depending on what we hear. Constantly looking back at the audience to check. <laughs> oh, Don't give man. away the formula, man. Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Tencent also saw a chair fall last week after being ordered to end exclusive media license and blah, 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 blah. Boring. This, is, I think we got the, the nug. The meaty nug. Yeah, we got that nug. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the the spiritual opium <laughs> is a uh, a hell of a line, uh, you know, especially yeah. coming from some place like China, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, has a a, a history, shall we say, uh, with opium and have a very negative connotations with that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I would love to see, like. It would be amazing to me that if there's like a second opium war, but it's just World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking Activision Blizzard just sends sh- ships to blockade China after they fucking like ban World of Warcraft. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, really don't think gamers have the constitution to be sailors. So I no. think we're, <laughs> China is safe. Well, see, this is the thing. I mean... We've allowed so much of our population to become gamers, so I, I fully stand with China on this one. They've seen, they've seen what's happened to us, and they're saying no, 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 no. We can't be having. We that. can't have gamers, not at this no. level. No, especially. I mean, Christ, they're so close to Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan may have the most deranged gamers Agreed. on the planet, and it's a you know, there's a lot of competition, but they they mm-hmm. put in the work. So if I'm if I'm sitting there in China, I'm thinking now we got to nip this in the bud now. Yeah, I mean, first of all, they're just looking at like Japan's birth rate just fucking plummet to nothing, and they're just like, <laughs> oh shit, they got to. Prevent- you know, it's really funny. Hmm? Um, I mean, the art the article um, at the end of the article it notes that China's census has showed that the birth rate is declining quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I love that it's just a given that as percentage of gamers goes up the birth rate goes down like that doesn't even need justifying it's just yeah these two things are connected i love I that that's fucking awesome <laughs> this is what, i mean people like back in the day was like hey you want to do something i was like what oh god i wish there were video games we could play instead of constantly boning down without protection but yeah <laughs> i guess we just gotta just gotta take one for the team <sighs> okay i guess we'll fuck again mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. was just really resigned and bored. Everyone was just like, "I'm so fu- I'm so bored." Exa- that's exactly yeah. it, and that's how that. And they didn't have uh, protection as good, and that's how you decide you want children. Basically, you're just like, "I'm so fucking bored." I wished I wish a tiny miniature human would ruin my life by barfing and shitting everywhere, and costing tons of money. <laughs> that was the video game of the past, really. Mm. I'm imagining China trying to rebrand having children as like the ultimate gacha. Like oh you have God. a kid and anything could happen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you could have a five star drop and uh, you can... your five star um, drop is that the child is not a gamer. Exactly. <laughs> Just any any child that doesn't end up playing video games is a five star child. <laughs> oh, bad luck, otaku child. Mm, exactly, oh, it's a one-star child. <laughs> one-star. All right, to put them in the anime room and try again. 
Just a big hole in the ground. <laughs> Christ. Not even a hole, just a shoot to who knows where. The other thing I want to talk about here is that, like, it, you know, obviously the BBC, like all Western media, just loves spouting. You know, they they love basically just doing like anti-China propaganda for mm-hmm. reasons I don't fully comprehend. It's like the the Western powers are just like, you know, what was great the Cold War. Let's do it again, but with like an even more powerful country. They love it. So the thing about the BBC is that it has a very close relationship to the British government. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, most British media does, but with the BBC, it's like prominent BBC journalists are, are getting contacted directly by conservative MPs and like friends and associates of these MPs work in the BBC. Mm. Um, it's it's an arm of the government, basically. Right. And. That makes it really funny that it, whenever China is mentioned, and you can see it in this article, they go out of their way to indignantly be like, this was published by a, a, an evil state-run Chinese news agency. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's you, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking... You're the British state news agency. It's like... <laughs> come on! It Listen, it's cringe when they do it. But it's yeah. based when we do it. <laughs> exactly! That's how it works. Um... Yeah, it, it's just a given to the BBC. Like, oh, of course, we'll still be impartial, even though, like, Boris Johnson's buddy is the fucking in charge of the BBC. But you can't trust those Chinese, can you? No. Anyway, here's some more articles about the royal family. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we love ooh, ooh, England. <laughs> we love our royal family. We love our most, the most inbred Germans in Britain. <laughs> Exactly. We love it. Well, but I would like to say that I suspect that maybe this article is, you know, a little bit of a... I think there's a little bit of a vendetta brewing at the BBC. Like, it's pers- it's getting personal. And mm-hmm. I say that because here's a tweet from July 27th from the BBC news press team. Uh, the BBC calls for immediate action by the Chinese government to stop attacks on journalists following reporting on the floods in the Henan province. Over the weekend, a social media post by part of the Chinese Communist Party called on citizens to post comments on the whereabouts of a BBC team covering the floods in Henan <laughs> province. The public comments below the post included death threats against our team. Journalists from other media organizations reporting in Henan were subsequently confronted by an angry crowd looking for the BBC team. (laughs) There must be immediate action by the Chinese government to stop these attacks which continue to endanger foreign journalists. Fuck this. Okay, folks, this is another base. We got another base on our hands. This is so fucking funny. And you know why? Do you know why people in Henan province were fucking pissed at the BBC? I what? do. It's so fucked up. It's it's very f- funny because they went on on the air. Uh, there's a flooding in Henan province. And what they said was passengers are being thrown to the platforms and wait to die. Like they basically just said that like there are people basically trapped in a a subway, um, right. not the restaurant, like the actual transportation hub. <laughs> Um, and they were saying, like, yeah, we're just leaving... China is just leaving people to die. I'm an upper-class British nonce, so you can believe me. Yeah, they're coming and doing fucking, like, repulsive propaganda over mm. there. So, yeah, no shit. Yeah, people show up. And, and again, it wasn't, like, fucking cops 
It wasn't state authorities who came up. It was an angry crowd of people who were like, hey, no, it's those fucking assholes uh-huh. who just come in here and make shit up. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like, yeah, okay. It's here's great. Here's a couple of reactions from, uh, I think, pe- people who were actually in China. You are literally fake news. BBC reporter <laughs> lied on camera with a straight face saying passengers are left to die on the platform in disregard of the fact that the rescue efforts made by the municipal authority was timely and effective. Nobody was left to die. You are fake news. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another one. My hometown and relatives are suffering. People are in emergency shelters. Some have lost everything, and others have died in a once in a millennium type of disaster. And you vultures go there to make shit up and then cry foul when people don't have patience for your theatrics. Oh, it's so good. Everyone hates the BBC, and they are right to do so. Can you imagine? If a foreign news team came during like 9-11 and were just like, Americans are leaving each other to die, it would just become like they pass a law to make it legal to murder those people on the spot. It's oh yeah. The the amount of restraint shown, honestly, uh is commendable that they didn't just shiv them right there <laughs> in the street. Yeah, instead of remember that like famous, I think it was it was ISIS uh, like beheading video that like went around mm-hmm. years ago. Instead, it would be like George Bush personally beheading whatever journalist <laughs> did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone would have been like, "Yeah, America, USA, woo!" Our rational anger at this attack will never be manipulated and used against us. <laughs> I the love um- the Patriot Act, woo! <laughs> That's my favorite country album. I love the Patriot Act. <laughs> woo. It's, it's I love the Patriot Act, colon, woo. Born exactly. on a farm, married to a tractor. I love Dick Cheney <laughs> and the Patriot Act. <laughs> this is good. We need a whole thing. It's diverse about the deep state. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. We need to make an album. It's got to happen now. Exactly. <laughs> Billy, Billy fuck. And (laughs) I love the Patriot Act. The top selling, the top selling country album of 2002. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. right. What, uh, continue on the, on the BBC hate, Kay? Right. Um, so this is a really British media loves it, especially, but I think it's a big thing with like Western journalists who are just doing the work of the bourgeoisie is they go and they do horrible shit like this that's going to make everyone hate them Uh and then when people tell them to leave they start (laughs) like they come they come to social media and they start being like i cannot believe these attacks on the free press we just wanted to go Mm -hmm. there and say that you know they were fucking stringing people up for no reason (laughs) like we just wanted to to lie and say something insane and we can't do that I, I guess I guess this is just fucking 1984, you know, and like <laughs> it's that whole attitude and just that fucking self-victimization, and it's it reminds me a lot of prominent turfs in British media, and there's a lot of them. Whenever people are like, "No, you're like a fucking maniac, get out of here," they're just like, "I can't believe what is happening, this dystopia that we live in now," and it's it's the same indignant middle-class people is what it is like professional media people being like somebody spoke back to me i know like they can't cope with it 
Like you just you just fucking lied about people being left to die. Like yeah, that's not that's that is not cool. Uh, but I would like to read some of the the top replies to this this whinging post by the BBC. Oh yeah. Um, Do it. Here's from uh here's one from Anil, who has the flag of India in their name. Um, so you can guess how they feel about the British. Um, <laughs> they post an image that says, Never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, or Britain how they got so many artifacts in their museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I've been to the British Museum, too. It's, it's fucking, it's grotesque, man. Like, they have actual mummies, like, corpses that they stole just mm -hmm. on display. It's, uh, it feels fucking dirty being in there. I, I, I mean, I'm done. I, I think I've spoken all I can about the BBC. How, what a fucking shit show the BBC is. Do not listen to the BBC. Don't listen to the BBC. It's honestly, it's really tragic because in Britain, they really have a reputation for being impartial, but not so much. All right. Who's ready to listen? So we want to have a good time. And we didn't talk about this at the time it came out. So we thought we'd go ahead and throw in a little throwback to one of our favorite tweets of all time that comes to us courtesy of Ninja. That friend of the show, Ninja. Yeah, friend of the show, Ninja. He's been a guest <laughs> many, many, many times. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure everyone knows what tweet we're talking about. I, I, let's see, uh, Reese, would you like to read this one? From at Ninja. I am in the middle of carrying a League of Legends game about to close it out. And my brawless wife brings me a sandwich, parentheses, not asked for, with chips as I get a double kill bot lane. So how's your day going? And he has uh, a picture of a, a man sipping like a cappuccino with his finger up like he's, he's epic dabbing he's, on yeah. all of us. <laughs> he's dabbing on all of us. My um, <laughs> because his brawless wife is in servitude to him. A not asked for sandwich <laughs> while he plays League of Legends. Ugh. Well, I'll tell you how my day is going, Ninja. I'm not playing League of Legends, so yeah, I'm probably happier than you. Uh, like brawless wife or san sandwich or no, you know what I mean? I just feel so bad for this poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine you fucking, you bring your husband some food, you know, you're just going about your day, and he just goes on the internet like, My wife, with titties, made a meal for me! And it's just like, fucking loser, why did I marry you? Titty wife, give me Sammy! <laughs> yeah. Um, How embarrassing. That is, that is horrible embarrassing. He got dunked on hardcore for this, to the point where he eventually deleted it, which... You know. <laughs> Coward. Coward. <laughs> Cringe. Never delete. Cringe. Cringe. <laughs> uh, I'm imagining the version of this where just some woman is just like, I'm in the middle of playing uh, the League <laughs> of Legends and my husband with his dick out brings me <laughs> a salad. I, I just think this is the funniest gender role <laughs> dumb shit I've seen in a while from the gamers. Um, Pretty much, yeah. And uh, I don't have a lot to add to it. I just wanted to highlight it on the show as just like kind of the hilarious mindset of the of these big gamers to uh, 
<laughs> just not in any way like talk like a normal human being. He's such a fucking, he's just such a cringe lord, man. I can't fucking believe this guy. I can't believe this guy over here. It's ridiculous. The best was that period of time when Ninja was really hot and just people who didn't really understand gaming would have him on to just like floss for two minutes on Ellen or something. And he's just so deeply uncharismatic in person. <laughs> it's just this foul gamer that, that just like graces the TV set for 90 seconds. And then all the elderly people watching are just like, who's that? Is that what young people are like? Oh just my like, God. Yes. He's the spokesman that gamers deserve. <laughs> hey, was Ninja the one who had the tweet where he was like, I don't, I don't understand how uh, athletes don't just kick the ball into the net or or whatever the fuck. Like I would oh, simply kick the ball into the net. That might that might have been Ninja. Ninja like did that thing about like like football. I think here's here it is. I'll never understand how college and NFL football teams allow kickers that just <laughs> ellipses miss ellipses kicks. I feel like there has to be pools of kickers in the USA that won't miss simple kicks or snappers that won't mess the snaps. IDK man, it seems so silly. Would love opinions on this. And then Ducky the Gamer <laughs> says, I'll never understand how pro Fortnite players just miss shots. I feel like there has to be pools of pro players who can just click their heads in every shot 100% accuracy. It just seems so silly. Yeah. Uh. What an awesome thing to say. I fucking love it. It's like, I would simply kick the ball. Have they, have they thought of this? It's like the old, there's, there's a genre of old British boomer who during uh, soccer games is just like, just put it in the net. And I love that as a thing to shout at a team. Just like, fuck, that's a good idea. Get this guy on the field. <laughs> Ninja replies to Ducky. with like, this is the shittiest reply ever. Fortnite requires movement, editing, building, rotating and hitting shots there are not <laughs> positions quote unquote in fortnite a kicker's job is literally to kick horrible analogy kind of embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> and this oh man just said fortnite a har it's harder than being an nfl kicker no i didn't lol yes you did <laughs> oh my god Oh god. That is so oh. fucking funny. The fact that he gets upset about people making fun of him for that's what makes it great, yeah. He's just like ah fucking NFL so easy. Oh fucking Fortnite though, that's a real challenge. That's real shit. Ninja baby, never stop posting. Well, please stop <laughs> posting Ninja. Please. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. terrible. <laughs> Never stop. I want to see. I want to see all your beautiful thoughts from your enormous brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is there, are we ready to move on? Yeah, next. Yeah, sure. All right. So this one is um, a slur warning. This is this this is this article has slurs. <laughs> it is about David Cage saying slurs. You know. Yeah. Right, which one of you would like to read this one? I feel like. I, I kind of feel like Reese wanted to do this one. Yeah, uh, okay, I'll do this one. I will not say the slurs, though. This is, uh, uh, I don't know what this website is, by Steve Wright. Quantic Dream doesn't make game for slur for gay people, Cage allegedly says. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Quantic Dream doesn't make games for F-words, according to a quote by David Cage, as reported by French website Solidaires Informatique. 
According to the site, Cage was visibly in tears as part of legal proceedings between Quantic Dream and Limonde and Mediapart before making his statement. Cage was stammering, in tears, exclaiming, You interfere in my business, before leaving the courtroom, fleeing from the defense lawyer's plea, reads a translation from uh, the website as translated on Resetera. It is obvious that it was difficult for him to talk about honor when mentioned a list of remarks he had made in public. Anyway, in my games, all women are whores. Oh my God. In the open space, there is a lack of tits. Or at Quantum Dream, we don't make games for F-words. Yes. During the same proceedings, Quantum Dream CEO, uh, Guillerme de French name, asked... <laughs> Allegedly asked if he could lie as if he was not under oath, which is a baller question. I am not under oath. <laughs> um, oh my god. Like, and so, Guillaume de Fondemier. Guillaume de Fondemier. <laughs> A French yeah, name Gilly that, Baguette. Gilly Baguette? Fuck. So this this is like a uh a spanning it seems like there's a lot of issues with Quantic Dream being a very toxic place to work, sexual harassment allegations, surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. Um uh, so it's it's pretty ugly, but I'm sorry, it's extremely funny. That <laughs> just like I, I don't even know like what what the, what is he talking about <laughs> like why no, would he just is, be I don't know what the context is but like it seems as though <laughs> David Cage just burst into fucking tears after having all of the slurs the shitty things that he said read to him by a judge. Sounds like he oh, yeah, stormed yeah. out of the courtroom, which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. He just bailed. <laughs> oh my um, god. Now, I, now, Gary Cage has always been a person completely full of shit. Um, yeah. In terms of like how they just, how they like think their their fucking like shitty B movie plots in these video games are like high art. It, yeah. It's it's incredible. I've played started playing a little bit of Heavy Rain, and I want to keep playing it because I think it's an amazing artifact uh and quite possibly the worst video game ever made it is, <laughs> it is it, just a game of nothing but quick time events that just has no understanding of how to integrate them and with the dog shit story um but it's hilarious that you can fuck up kissing your wife and you just <laughs> these are things you do in the game there's um, a quick time event to do that Dude, everything's a quick time event in uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, there's, there's also the Sean. Sean! Sean! <laughs> Sean! Now they like, broke the game so you could just keep screaming Sean at the end. Um, so it's very funny that he sees this game and he's just like, yeah, this is for the super straights, actually. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's incredibly stupid, and I hope... Uh, a piano falls on him. Mm -hmm. I like. I, I will say, based to Quantic Dream CEO asking if he could lie <laughs> as if you were not under oath. That, <laughs> Your Honor, <laughs> may I lie as though I am not under oath? Fuck, that's cool. Yeah, that's base to sell. You gotta. That you gotta is pretty cool. <laughs>
Your Honor, I had my fingers crossed behind my back, which invalidates the oath. Yeah, imagine being considered a sex pervert in, like, France. That must be just, <laughs> like, impressive. insane, right? Yeah, you must be doing some fucked up shit. I'm sure, I'm sure France is a wonderful place for some things. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> Have you been? Nah. I've never been to France. <laughs> I no, actually no. Full of French people, man. France is a wonderful place if you want to get hammered on cheap wine. That's true. The French I wine is like incredible and cheap to boot. Like I've had like a Pinot Noir, like French Pinot Noir, for like uh, two and a half euros. That was just that just was fantastic. Yeah, so, wine, wine game different there. Smash some wine, go out rioting with the boys. Go on a big, That's ride a bike it. with a basket filled with baguettes. Just yeah. drunk off your tits on Pinot Noir. Uh, that's how you enjoy France. Yeah, beat up your boss. If you don't and even... then, yeah, and then riot. <laughs> the riot. <laughs> Man, oh, that is actually the one thing France does better than the United States, certainly, which is just a, oh, for a sure. cowed country full of cowards. They will they're yeah. like, uh, you reduce my pension by 25 cents. I throw a brick through your window. <laughs> that's how, yeah. It, yeah, that's how it should be. Like one thing you, I can't say about the French is that they're fucking cowards. No, they will turn up for shit. They will just like absolutely set a government building on fire for, <laughs> for austerity. America is awful uh has nothing but awful sex pest shitheads as well mm. so france is better because at least they'll riot over wine prices exactly um, i mean i wish we yeah. could riot over wine prices they're fucking insane here they're like i've like and also the wine in the united states compared to france absolute garbage just like fucking mm. alcoholic sugar water yeah I mean, they, they basically put a penguin on the front and they're just like, these dummies do not mm. care anything about wine. They just want to get drunk from the penguin bottle. It's basically <laughs> like if you like American wine for our French listeners, it's basically um, Everclear mixed with Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, I would say not nearly that good. Yeah, that sounds kind of dope, though. <laughs> uh, all right. At a party with the right type of vibes, I think that drink could really fucking achieve something. <laughs> so we finally got through all the fluff, and we're here at our main our main course of the evening. Uh, we teased it a little bit before, but. We wanted to talk a little bit about the Activision Blizzard scandal. Uh, specifically, the fucking psychopath that used to be, like, a security consultant in the White House, the, like, George Bush administration. Yeah. It, it is fucking... It's fucking insane. So, this person, like, Francis Townsend... Let me look up their, their little little bio on Google. <clears throat> Francis M., uh, quote, Fran Fragos Townsend, is the former sec Homeland Security Advisor to the United States President George W. Bush from 2004 to 2007, and is currently Executive Vice President for Corporate Affairs at Activision Blizzard. Like... Sorry, was her middle name Fragos? Did you say? Yes. <laughs> I think it's 
It's Frances M. Fragos Townsend. So she has like that's two a fucking name. Two fucking that's middle a- names. That that's her demon name. It's like <laughs> Fragos. We need you to go to the realm of humans. Fragos. <laughs> Francis Mary and, and Fragos Townsend. God. What the fuck kind of name is this? That is that is a that is a white people ass name. And uh, I just wanted to to read this part of what kind of what she was floating around in might have done before she got hired onto Blizzard. Uh, this is from her Wikipedia. In November 2016, the UAE ambassador of the United States recommended <laughs> through real estate investor in Trump Alley, Thomas Barack, that Townsend become President Donald Trump's Director of National Intelligence or Se- Secretary of Homeland Security. In May 2017, Townsend was on the short list for Director of the FBI following James Comey's firing. So this is what she did instead. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! Imagine her as director of the FBI. Oh my! <laughs> listen, listen. I I'm trying to find one of my tweets. A while ago, I I tweeted about this and was basically saying like, uh, Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision, is in Epstein's black book. They appointed a former Trump official as chief administrative officer and a former Homeland Security advisor to Bush is the VP for corporate affairs. What the absolute fuck is wrong with this company? <laughs> it's so fucked up. Like, the C-level executives of this company are all just, like, fucking monsters poached from, like, the worst administrations of, like, the past 20 years. That kind of makes sense, right? Because Activision just churns out fucking, like, U.S. military propaganda in Call of Duty. Pretty just much, yeah. Slowly integrating them into the state. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's by far the most successful American propaganda running. Uh, you know, movies are sort of dead now, and kind of like that big patriotism focus, like action movie, it is a little bit more niche now than it used to. But everybody plays Call of Duty. Even like yeah. hardcore leftists love to jump into Warzone. And so it it does make sense to me. And it's just like, I can't help but see this as like MK Ultra shit uh, yeah. I, that I don't know how to explain, but is is absolutely happening. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, why the fuck? <laughs> what the, what qualifies Francis Townsend to be to be a part of Activision Blizzard? I, it just like makes no sense to me. Unless, you know, there's demonic CIA shit happening. I mean, mm. think about this. Like, this person was up for consideration as for director of the FBI. Uh, and they're they're in a fucking video game company. Like, what the fuck? Like, what does that tell you about, like, the contents of the, vid- the games that these people are putting out now? Absolutely. And, and it's not just uh, Call of Duty. They, uh, the lesser mentioned part of Activision Blizzard is that they also are part of King. The Candy Crush people are just like massive mobile presence. And so I I don't know what this means, but is like the number of eyeballs looking at Activision Blizzard stuff is insane. And you know, they have these demons there to, to usher the correct information through. I don't I don't know what that information is, but it's not good. Yeah. Now, even, like, the most generous interpretation of how many of these, like, 
fucking White House ghouls managed to get to the C-level executive area of Activision. The most generous interpretation of that is that the like all these like companies and like the white house and everything is just you know they're just run by like the same people i mean know? yes they, yeah. it's not even it, it's not even spiritual opium it's spiritual white phosphorus <laughs> this was supposed to be the fun part of the activation blizzard, <laughs> blizzard thing oh, because shit. like she got bullied off of fucking twitter oh, i yeah, mean that which is, very is funny yeah absolutely hilarious <laughs> yeah, and we can get into a little bit of the Activision Blizzard thing because, like, there was also the article about how as soon as there was rumblings about their uh, the workers forming a union, they like immediately hired like one of the the most infamous union busting law firms in the fucking country. Yep. Ah, uh, but like, let's let's lay this out. So obviously, the shit about Activision Blizzard comes out because uh, the state of California basically uh, started a lawsuit slash investigation into the company's practices. And from that came out a whole bunch of really fucking awful stories about like the sort of racism and sexism that people had to put up with in that just disgusting, like vile pit of serpents. It really is just like some of the worst stories you'll ever hear. And in reaction to that, the initial reaction to that is um, there was like a fucking thing from the Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack, but also a, a, a letter from Fran Townsend. Let me, let me see if I can get some of these good quotes from this because it's absolutely nuts. She rejects the egregious actions of others and truly meritless and a truly meritless and irresponsible lawsuit saying Activision cannot let them damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity. This is from The Verge. Nearly a thousand Activision Blizzard employees slam its response to harassment suit. More than 800 employees have signed an open letter by Mitchell Clark. Uh, so basically, hundreds of Activision Blizzard employees have signed a letter published by Bloomberg, Polygon, and Kotaku that rebukes the company's response to California's allegations that... Activision Blizzard has a discriminatory work culture and issues with sexual harassment. The company's response to the lawsuit, which paints an extremely upsetting picture of its culture and how women are treated there, has largely been to deny the allegations. In their letter, which can be read below, the employees say that response creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims, and they call for immediate corrections from the company's top leaders. The letter was written in response to both public and internal statements made by Activision Blizzard and its executives in response to the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit against the company. Part of the company's public response to the lawsuit was to call the state's suit irresponsible behavior from unaccountable state bureaucrats that are driving many of the state's best businesses out of California. Oh. The employee's letter also calls on executive Fran Townsend to step down from her role as sponsor for the company's women's network after she sent out an email <laughs> that claimed that the lawsuit painted an untrue picture of the company's culture and called it meritless. So, wow. That's fine. So they're just defending their own asses and saying, nope, we've done nothing wrong. Fuck off. Basically, yeah, that's like the initial yeah. reaction. Like, I don't think there was like a genuine, like, uh, I think that later there was a, another apology from uh, Bobby Kotick himself that took a more, you know, standard 
uh, half-assed apology line. But in, the initial reaction inside the company was like, no, fuck you, this is bullshit. We've, our company mm. has never done anything wrong, ever. And then 800 employees had to sign a letter, an open letter, basically saying that, uh, yeah, fuck you. And that's how they do, that's how they respond publicly. Imagine yeah. if you as an individual employee ever tried to go to like HR or something. Imagine how the fuck they treat you no. behind closed doors when the press isn't looking. You know, if that's how they act in fucking public, oh, fuck, man. I know. Not good. And so, the reason why Frances Townsend deleted her, <laughs> deleted her fucking Twitter account is because she got a lot of flack for that internal letter she sent out, basically calling the lawsuit meritless and, you know, basically covering for this company and its systemic abuses. But also... She retweeted an article uh, <laughs> um, from The Atlantic saying, let's see, Yale Law School and the problem with whistleblowing. Oh, yeah, I remember that fucking article. Oh, it was grotesque. It, it truly, it, an amazing thing to put out at the start of a scandal where you're just like, tattletales, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can see why they wanted her for head of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like fucking running, like a fucking running Activision Blizzard, like a fucking like FBI cell. And if you talk, you get fucking waterboarded and tortured. <laughs> just like this bitch is just tweeting out after people complained about uh, abuse and like harassment, and just like snitches get stitches. Uh, let, let me read out this snippet that Gothew, Jeff Thew, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, posted in response. Uh, this is just a little snippet from the article. Every striver who ever slipped the rank of their birth to ascend a higher order has shared the capacity to ingratiate themselves with their betters. What the truly exceptional ones have in common is the ability to connect not only with their superiors, but also with their peers and inferiors. And I'm gobsmacked with the <laughs> the implications of needing to ingratiate yourself with your betters. It's just yeah. like that—that's what they say. If you go to HR, you just like have some fucked up, <laughs> you know, abuse perpetrated against you, and it's like actually you need to ingratiate yourself with to Mark Kern or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this <laughs> the article that she linked. Looks like it was written by a fucking lizard person. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a fucking disgusting, like, I don't know, like, one of the fucking elites who, like, literally has, like, blue blood. And whose cons very yeah. conception of society is, like, this stratified, like, <laughs> there are betters, there are peers, and there are inferiors. Ugh, Everything yeah. is about the fucking social ladder. Rancid. Absolutely fucking rancid. You look at it, and it's all the the tip top executives. You know, Bobby Kotick, Francis Townsend. There's another, uh, the Trump psycho whose name I don't remember. All all of this is to protect them. They've been they they the president uh, stepped down. Um, they fired uh, you know McCree, <laughs> uh, the oh, Diablo yeah. Four director. Uh, and all of this is like, I'm sure that, you know, some of the issues were connected to them, but it's just like, 
you know, just totally taking no responsibility. Not that I ever would expect them to, but it's just like, this is the culture that, you know, the, the top executives create. Bobby Kotick is a disciple of Steve Wynn, who is his own, you know, pervert psycho. Um, but it's just like, it, it, it's a belief structure that trickles down. And I'm sure that like, up until, you know, the state of California uh, stepped in, like, this was tacitly okay. It was always just like, well, you know, all, all these guys, you know, there are guys. We can't, we can't do anything about it. It's, it's the the plebs who work under them. You know, they just need to shut up and love Blizzard, which has been overwhelmingly what every person has talked about when they applied for it. The thing that matters most is that you love Blizzard and that you'll never betray, uh, you know, the World of Warcraft people, and it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm. Here's the here's the information. This is from. The Kotaku article on it by Nathan Grayson it says today Activision Blizzard announced the promotion of Blizzard Chief Commercial Officer and uh, Chief Operating Officer Armin Zerza to the CFO of the whole company. What it did not announce to the public is that it has also hired a new Chief Administrative Officer, former Donald Trump administration member Brian Bulatao. Bulatao? Brian Bulatao. They just it just like the C level of this entire company is just nothing but like disgusting fucking freaks that have the worst people in the world, basically. Yeah. I don't know how many more times you can say that to just try and hammer that into people's heads that like all of these like video game companies, like any of them that are like in the triple A range are run by like the, the fucking Illuminati, basically. <laughs> I think there's been some pretty good arguments that just because a game studio is is smaller, indie, mm. whatever, that they're not exempt. It's just gone home like art like uh, company. Also, it came out that that had like abuse problems as well. Yeah, yeah. Steve Gaynor would basically just anytime anybody disagreed with them, especially women, he would just publicly insult them on meetings until they quit. Jesus. It's, <laughs> and the only reason that it became an issue is because. Uh, Annapurna like provided like enough investment for a whole bunch of like extra employees and he started doing this to just like you know three or four times the amount of people at once and it was just like okay you're you're being a little too obvious here you have to step down yeah. um it's it and so you know Blizzard is currently taking all the heat for for this and everybody wants you know the the, the worst reactions are people who are just like, well, switch to Final Fantasy fourteen. It's just like, no, Square also has uh, plenty of labor problems or just less directly understood because it's not an American company. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. To get, like, the the local story on it, you probably have to, like, know Japanese or somebody have to translate, like, articles about it in Japanese. And, I mean, you know, Japan is also a capitalist country. Their Their entire work culture is shot through with just abusive practices that are try like normalized to an extent mm -hmm. yeah and all of this is going to be worse and worse in creative industries which is why every video game company seems to be full of demons because you have a power over your workers because they it's not like working at it's not like working a fucking fast food job where you're just there for the paycheck you're there because you probably care about the art the medium you mm. want to do this as a career you can't piss off your boss because not only will it jeopardize this job, but it could jeopardize your next job. 
You know, if you get fired from fucking McDonald's, you, you know, go apply at Wendy's. I don't give a fuck. You know, there's always another option. But, but in creative fields, it's like, no, if you get like a reputation as a problem person, you're fucked. It's like mm-hmm. that in film, too. It's like that everywhere. It's really bad. Yeah. Problem person means I go to HR if you fucking, you know, sexually harass me. Problem person does not mean rapist. That's just CEO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about Blizzard that I find about this whole thing that I find, you know, it's not, not funny, but I don't know. It's remarkable to me. Is like right before this, for like the past year, like the head of every major thing Blizzard has done has like quit to go do their own thing. Just like uh, Jeff Kaplan, um, the guy who did uh, Hearthstone, uh, and then Mike Morheim, I think, was the Warcraft guy. All these people pieced out because I and I, I was hearing on a the show uh, that Gr- Jeff Grubb does on Giant Bomb, and he's kind of like an industry uh, reporter in, in gaming. And he is just like, the, the scuttlebutt is, is that they they got wind of the investigation and just did not want to be a part of it. <laughs> or, you know, as much a part of the fallout. Um, so they're all exploring their own options now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know what else to say about it, honestly. It is very funny that she got bullied off of Twitter. Yeah, that's that's the core thing, is that... <laughs> Let me find the, the exact wording of the tweet, because it's, it's funny. Oh, the skill-up one? Yeah, it's so funny that this person withstood years of condemnation from the international community for defending literal torture, but buckled after, like, three days of tweets from gamers. So you know what? Gamers, based. Turning the base style. You, oh, getting, shit, based. Based, based, uh, harassing, <laughs> harassing, and sending death threats to former, uh, the former members of uh, the George Bush administration is fucking based. That's true. Yeah, gamers uh, using their powers of harassing women for good. That's <laughs> right. We that on this podcast. There's a, there's a light side, light side of use of it, not the dark side. <laughs> I guess that's, I think we've covered that topic pretty well. We're ready to wrap things up with the salt mines content of the, the evening. Yes, I'm excited about the salt mines content. Okay, oh, so I've got it. So this is a tweet from Eowyn Higgins that says, incredible brain on display here. Um, and I really want to just play the video. So I've got it at zero seconds and I would like to just play it on the podcast because it is, you know, it is audio. He says the funny thing. Let me know when you guys are ready to click play. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready, ready. Kay? Yeah. They yeah. don't. They they don't give a shit about censorship. They've been cheering it on the whole time. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez sent out a mass email to her horde um, to go and mass report trolls. What she called yeah. trolls on the internet who were um, saying mean things about yeah. her. That's and some authoritarian shit. Next yes. The very next day, we got to all of us. Six of us are one shot taken down. Boom. That is some authoritarian shit. Well, she is she's not also, your friend. So the thing that bothers me, right? I have personal beef with AOC, like, to be fair. But the thing that bothers me is the fucking Among Us bullshit, right? Yeah. So she infiltrated, infiltrated gaming culture in a sense and started doing Among Us streams, right? And encouraging her supporters, like, hey, you might be able to play with me. Come play Among Us. And what that game does is it introduces a cultural language of suspicion without evidence. (laughs) Where you take the rule around belief, you point to people and say they're sus, 
You shoot them into outer space, <laughs> and when they were the wrong person, who the fuck cares? Look for Daisy! Oh my god, they were all nodding along with that. Oh, it's incredible. It is this is so real political analysis, good. folks. The left oh. just wants to say that you're sus and shoot you into space. I mean, guilty is charged, honestly. Honest, yeah, I mean, you know, he is fully correct. I just love even at the beginning, talking about people like reporting trolls and being like, that's some authoritarian Troll. shit. I know! <laughs> just like, reporting, quote-unquote, trolls, that's some authoritarian <laughs> shit. Oh my god. Putting them directly in the gulag, all the trolls. Oh. <laughs> fucking... Oh man, these guys are fucking... I don't know who any of these dickheads are, but they're, oh, yeah. they're the smartest people I've ever seen. Do you have any idea what show this is that this is from? I don't know what this shit is at all. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a burial. I have no idea what Just this three... is from, but it is... Gifted individuals. It is incredible. I mean, yes. fucking... Fucking saying that Among Us <laughs> introduces a cultural language of suspicion without evidence. Oh my That's god. That's so fucking funny. This guy clearly got um fucking ejected once in a game when it wasn't him oh and he god. never let it go. He's pretty angry. <laughs> they had no evidence. They said I was sus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I also, I also liked infiltrated gaming culture. Oh my like god. Like, it was a sneaky thing to do. <laughs> play, if you were left-wing and you play video games, that is infiltrating gaming culture. And you know what? Yeah. He, he's right, because gaming culture is at the top level, controlled by a fucking a former torture advocate for George Bush's administration. <laughs> so how, how am I supposed to argue with that? There aren't any, like... I don't see any, like, fucking Marxist professors, uh, being the C-level executives at any companies. Yeah. That's true. So... That would be great, though, if instead of Destiny, like, having, like, shitty debates with Richard Wolf, he's just like, alright, Destiny versus Noam Chomsky. <laughs> the winner is correct about everything. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, in Among Us? In Among Us, uh, in, in any game, it's it's like that scene in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. It's best five out of seven games. You know, you have Among Us, uh, you do World of Warcraft Arena, 3v3, uh, you know, and then voter choice. Interestingly, uh, in, in 2020, Noam Chomsky was also on the shortlist for the director of the FBI. <laughs> Suck my dick, Noam Chomsky, you old bitch! That's true. Maybe maybe not the best example these days. But. No, he is he is cringe, cringe. Noam Chomsky, cringe, cringe, cringe. cringe. Noam Chomsky, start harassing women online. <laughs> Redeem yourself. <laughs> that's that's right, you ninety-three-year-old man. Why aren't you doing epic dunks on fucking people online? I love how many people still fucking email him the wildest shit, and he responds. It's Oh, fuck. I know. If I'm 93, I'm not checking my emails ever never, again. No, never. I would never let anyone never. have my email. I would, like, fucking never. delete that shit. I just... I don't even... Ha I don't have a computer anymore. I don't have a fucking phone. I'm just... Fuck you. Don't speak. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough. I don't have to hear it. <laughs> like, at 93, you can probably just get, like, liquid fentanyl. <laughs> and can... 
How old? Whatever is your Jones? ailment is. I, I just made that, it that, up. That's what I'm gonna get. Because he looks fucking. He looks fucking ancient. He looks like he looks fucking hollowed. <laughs> he looks about two hundred. <laughs> Ninety-two. Right. Holy shit! I was not far off. Wow. My man cannot be long for this world. Yeah, he's gonna turn into a fucking tree or something pretty soon. Yeah. Noam Chomsky was uh, shitting on Israel. That's based. So I. So he he his so, his image has softened a little bit in my mind. All right. Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, he still he still thinks voting is something we should do, which is, I think. Uh, I, I mean, no, we're we're gonna be running low on like. Uh, like institutionally approved anti-communist, uh, like left-wing intellectuals. Like David Harvey's getting pretty old; he's eighty-five. Mm. When Harvey and Chomsky are gone, fuck. Who else is gonna like mislead people on fucking Marxist theory? Tim Pool. Do I do I have to do it? I will. Oh, Tim Pool. <laughs> Tim Pool. Do it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, I want to. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to be like an anti-communist who misleads people on it. I just want to be like. The fucking trailer park boys. <laughs> what <When> they talk <laughs> about? <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> the trailer parks boys. Karl Marx quote. Mark or Karl, I can't remember. He said that any attempt to take the workers' arms or guns is fucked. Of course it's fucked. Can't roll joints with no arms. Can't rob as good without guns. Uh, I think he's also there was also one that was like capitalism is like a dead vampire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like capitalism is a dead vampire and communism is when you control your own beans of production. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hello again, everyone. It turns out that we have to add an addendum to this podcast episode because after we recorded it, even more shit came out. Content warning. Uh, these stories have very bad things in them, including uh, sexual harassment, rape allegations, uh, and just gross shit. So, be warned. So, this yeah. comes to us from PC Gamer. More shocking Activision Blizzard revelations. Bobby Kotick once told an assistant he was going to have her killed. Uh, in a new report in the Wall Street Journal paints an unflattering picture of Activision Blizzard by Rich Stanton. People have known that Bobby Kotick is like a capitalist demon for a very long time, and I think that this is just like the confirmation bias at this point, right? I mean, yeah. it's funny because it also unflattering is a funny word for this. It, it depicts mm. him also as a huge baby because he didn't do it. He didn't have like somebody whacked. He just gets mad and says, I'm going to have you killed. Apparently like that's his mm. angry thing. He says is really what we can learn from this, which is deranged, especially for a, a man his age. A man his age and in his position. Like, this is, yeah. like, the fucking CEO of the company. He's such a piece of shit, man. <laughs> he, he really is just a, a, a demon. Like, not in a literal sense, not, like, in, the, in a metaphorical sense. Like, this is, like, if capitalism is hell, th this creature is its demons. Its greatest devils. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, just, I disagree demon. with you, Alton. I think he is a literal devil, mm. a literal creature from hell who's come up, come up here. Just a little quibble. Oh, okay. I mean, do, do those look like human eyes to you when you look no, at them? No, not at all. No, you're right. 
scarred uh, <laughs> scarred by ash and lava. <laughs> the sights the, uh, and the sights that would shrivel a thousand souls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're supposed to be updating you and we've gotten off topic in terms of just how much of a demon <laughs> Bobby Kotick is. Let us elaborate on his deeds. So, a new report in the Wall Street Journal details further incidents of harassment and sexual harassment at Activision Blizzard, some dating back to 2006. The report, which Activision characterized as inaccurate in its own statements today, details Jen O'Neill's short reign as Blizzard's co-head and why she left. Also includes allegations about CEO Bobby Kotick's own behavior and how the company's leadership has historically responded to such issues. So Jen O'Neill was promoted to co-head of Blizzard in August uh, 2021, making her the first woman to lead one of Activision's business units. This is widely seen as a positive step for Blizzard amidst these grim allegations and ugliness. A few months later, O'Neill has come out as someone who has experienced this harassment herself and announced her intention to leave. Um, so basically, O'Neill was not actually being paid the same as the other co-head of uh, Blizzard, who was a guy. Despite both of them going to uh, the board and asking for there to be pay parity, and they, they literally just ignored both of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These are like your two leads, and like they're both asking you, hey, why is she paid a different amount than I am? And I just like, uh, because <laughs> fuck you. That's why. Uh, because woman. Sorry. So, yeah. no, no, I know we have a massive PR disaster right now. We are still misogynist. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's not get out of hand here, folks. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have an image and reputation to maintain. <laughs> All right, but let's get into this. So let's skip over that and get to the main allegations against Kotick. So and. 2006, he left a threatening voicemail on an assistant's phone in which he threatened, threatened to have her killed. Now, you have, you have stated that this is like idle threats and, you know, that he didn't actually do it. But I would like to remind you that Bobby Kotick uh, is on Epstein's Black Book and most certainly had him killed. That's true. That is fair. Yeah. So he would do it. It's just in this case, it happened to be an empty threat. In this case, I, I don't feel like it's an empty threat. He, she must have just um, acquiesced to whatever thing he required. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's probably it. If they disappointed him further, <laughs> that their fate would have been the same as Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, he actually said, I'm going to have you Epsteined, which mm -hmm. was crazy because this was 2006, before. Yeah. 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 So he, <laughs> th no, he knew. He knew this was what it was all coming to. Exactly. Um, the assistant complained and Kotick settled the matter out of court. Activision spokesperson Helene Klasky told the Wall Street Journal, quote, Mr. Kotick quickly apologized 16 years ago for the obviously hyperbolic and inappropriate voicemail, and he deeply regrets the exaggeration and tone in his voicemail to this day. <laughs> the tone was the problem. Yeah, the it was a tone. Yeah. <laughs> it was a... It was it was exaggerated and tone. He meant it as a joke, though. It's like he meant to say, "Oh, I'm gonna have you killed," you know, in a happy <laughs> voice. In the future, I will leave more matter-of-fact death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I was I was too angry. It was, it yeah, was no. unseemly. Yeah, it, it just like it, the matter. It was an issue of tone. 
you know. Yeah. He raised his voice, and it, it, death threats should come with a cold certainty, you know? <laughs> Bobby Kotick prefers to be unemotional when he kills. Exactly. <laughs> Another allegation is that Kodak personally intervened in the case of Dan Bunting, then co-head of Activision's Treyarch Studio, a key part of the Call of Duty series. Bunting was accused by a female employee of sexually harassing her in 2017 after a night of drinking. Activision launched an internal investigation in 2019 when this was reported and recommended that Bunting be fired. Uh, so keep that in mind. Their, their internal investigation recommended that he be fired, but Kodak intervened to keep him. Bunting was instead given counseling and allowed to remain at Activision. However, after the Wall Street Journal began inquiring about this incident, Bunting has now left Activision. So, <laughs> personally intervened to stay in the company's leadership. Even if you don't care about, like, him being a sex pest, mm -hmm. like, this is apparently a guy who fucking gets drunk and then, like, harasses people. He seems like a fucking liability to have. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, you just can't have a guy who, like is a, a, a ravenous sex pest when he drinks rolling around in any business, really. That's a, not a desirable trait. No. Um, I would consider him a liability at like, as like a co-head level. Like, this wasn't like mm -hmm. the guy running the copier. Like, you can't have this guy in that position, you know? Um, so it just shows this weird, almost ideological interest. I, I don't want to say anything that could get me sued by Bobby Kotick, but... I would say his, I think his legal team is, is a probably bit busy right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think his, his sleeves is more than you know skin deep. I think mm. that he likes shitheads and he wants to defend shitheads because yep. he himself is a shithead. This is our theory. opinion, legally distinct from uh, suggesting it is a fact. You cannot sue mm. us, uh, little bitch man, Kodik. That's right. Can't sue us. It's just a, a satanic demon from hell. That is our opinion. Yeah. yeah. Even though it it's is our a fact. Opinion. <laughs> it's it is our opinion, opinion that it is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Per the Wall Street Journal, the board of directors was blindsided by the California lawsuit's allegations, including that an Activision employee killed herself after a photo of her vagina allegedly was circulated at a company party. Jesus Christ. Going oh to God. people familiar with the board, Activision's board said in a statement had been informed at all times with respect to the status of regulatory matters. At the time, an email was circulated around Activision Blizzard staff by Francis Townsend, one of the company's female executives. Uh, Townsend would take an enormous amount of flack for this email, and Kotick backtracked the statement, calling it tone deaf. Bobby Kotick drafted that statement and directed Townsend to send it. Townsend had to apologize to a company women's group she led and was asked to resign, which she did. Uh, so the fact that he just like used a woman as a shield and then later <laughs> called his own statement tone deaf. Oh my god, that's is... so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so fucked up, but I mean, it's I would so like to remind everyone. Not that you need a reminding. We're appending this to the episode where we talk about how she was uh, a torture apologist for the the Bush administration. So yeah, it would be less funny if it was someone else, but for mm -hmm. her, it's like, man, I bet she's pissed. That's pretty funny. That is incredibly <laughs> yeah. funny. 
Like, the fact that he made her send it and then called it tone deaf, <laughs> like, acted like he didn't draft the fucking thing. Oh, man, that is so funny. <laughs> That's such an incredible slimy thing for Bobby Costa. Imagine reading that email just being like, this, this motherfucker is calling me tone deaf for his stupid email. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. oh, I love it. Fuck. The company is in court against the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing facing allegations that routinely ignored complaints of female employees of harassment, sexual harassment, and discrimination. The Wall Street Journal claims that since this action was launched in July, Activision has received more than 500 HR complaints from current and former employees. Holy shit. That's July of this year, right? Yeah. It's just been a few months. Fuck me. It's it's 100% like one of those things where when the, when the dam bursts, it just floods. Because you know for a fact that like prior to this, they knew that any complaints they had were just going to get like ignored. Or worse, they would yeah. get fired for complaining. You know what I mean? So now that there's like the whole world is watching, now everyone knows this is the time to like file them because they can't ignore them. Yeah, it's like with the, um, uh, fuck, what's his name, Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, it's like with him. All these people were suddenly like, oh, I might be able to actually, like, survive uh, saying this. So suddenly everyone's coming out all at mm -hmm. once. That's how it always happens. Nintendo in Japan condemned Blizzard. <laughs> it is <laughs> wild how just totally screwed they are. They totally boned this one. Yeah, I feel like... I don't know how, like, Ubisoft managed to just fucking get away with it, honestly. Like, a couple of people were, were fired, you know, a couple of C-level executives, but honestly, the, the scrutiny has really not, the fire has not been held to their feet. They, yeah. like, as soon as, like, as soon as their, their fucking stupid fake Cuba simulator came out, nobody's, like, nobody's paying attention to them anymore. I can't really blame people just because, like, this is more explosive somehow. Like, this is probably yeah. drawing all the attention away from Ubisoft. But I would just like to remind people that they are also scum. Yeah. But yes. are they condemned by Nintendo? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be real with you, Bobby Kotick. If Miyamoto was disappointed in me, suicide on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. Like the end of fucking In Bruges. Just mm, right yeah. away. Yeah, that news better come with like a a gun, a, a gun with a sing, with a, a single chamber. You just like right. you get a letter <laughs> from Nintendo saying we are very disappointed in you, and inside is a, like a Nintendo NES zapper <laughs> with a single <laughs> bullet. They're now saying that uh, Kotick's statement goes on to say Activision Blizzard is moving forward with a new zero-tolerance policy for inappropriate behavior. And wow. zero means zero. Any reprehensible conduct is simply unacceptable. Over the last years, our industry has had an uncomfortable spotlight that's been illuminating opportunities for us to change. <laughs> uncomfortable spotlight, huh? We're transitioning from an 80 to 90% tolerance policy to a zero tolerance policy. Oh my I think God. it's going to work a lot better. And we must all, including me, embrace this need for change so that we can bring our very best selves to the very best place to work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Activision's own separate response to the story reiterated, We are disappointed in the Wall Street Journal's report, which presents a misleading view of Activision Blizzard and our CEO. Instances of sexual misconduct that were brought to his attention to his attention were acted upon. Uh-huh. He acted all right to intervene and stop you from firing the perpetrators. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, a zero-tolerance policy would mean that there would be no more Bobby Kotick at the head of Activision Blizzard. Yeah. But, so the uh, fact, honestly, the fact he hasn't stepped down is amazing at this point. Yeah, here there's another story in which he basically says, uh, five days after the Wall Street Journal reported that Bobby Kotick once told an assistant he was going to have her killed, the publication has now reported that Activision CEO told senior management he's considering leaving the company if he couldn't fix the its culture of, of misconduct, quote, with speed. He's he'll consider leaving if if they're not able to fix it within you know 20 to 30 years i think that's a comfortable speedy time frame well i think at this point too you know he's he, it's such a cash cow for him that he's just like daring them to be like pay me 100 200 million dollars in my contract mm -hmm. just to get rid of me um yeah. i dare you i mean that's one thing like uh, there's a tweet from steven totilo says, if you thought Bobby Kotick's 2020 income of $155 million was big, you should see what he'd make if Activision replaced him. So Yeah, his severance must be fucking nuts. His severance is $292 million. So even Jesus. if he's fired, he makes, like a, he makes like a third of a billion dollars. Yeah, this guy's got to pay a third of a billion, or the company has to pay a third of a billion to get rid of this fucking prick. And they don't want to get rid of him because he has yeah. made insane amounts of money for their shareholders. Yeah, I mean, no matter how many, like, uh, allegations come out, people are still going to buy the next fucking Call of Duty, right? So they don't really mm. give a shit. Yeah, it is quite the, it's quite the insane predicament uh, Activision Blizzard finds itself in because I, I do not expect them to win that lawsuit. I 100% expect the state of California to to just go through everything and like dig up every single skeleton from every single closet. Um, and we're going to hear about even more and more just disgusting, depraved things that Bobby Kotick and co have covered up over the years and nothing mm -hmm. will happen. <laughs> like all we'll get are like increasingly desperate public statements from Activision Blizzard and Kotick that are just like, Okay, so I know this looks bad, but we're really moving forward towards the opportunities to be our very best synergized, integrated, uh, best selves. Just like shit like that. If you are working at Activision Blizzard, I'd really like to encourage you, bring a gun to Uh, we covered everything. We should probably cut it here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, we covered everything. Um, back to the pod. <sighs> All right. I think that that's, that's everything on the agenda. Let's go ahead yeah. and wrap things up. All right, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at your very good bud on Twitter. Okay. And Kay, where can people find you on the internet and all your good stuff talking about you, the beans of production and the beans of production, mis uh, misleading people on the internet about Marxism. 
Yeah, I love to misrepresent Marxism on the internet. That's right. It's me. Hit YouTuber ContraPoints. No, oh. um, you, can... <laughs> you can find me Started on Twitter beef. at KN Skittles. Start some beef. You can find me uh, causing trouble on YouTube at KN Skittles. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also I stream on Twitch on the weekends. And you guessed it, motherfucker. KN Skittles. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right. And you can find me at 8Alternate on Twitter. You can find my YouTube channel at Alton Plays, where I am occasionally uploading things, mostly just like gameplay highlight clips, just because it's fun. Um, and uh, you can find our official Twitter at at Vigatwito. You can find our website at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash Vigatwito, where $1 a month gets you all access to all the premium stuff including our Mountain Dew Horror Story episode, which is very, very good. All our video games are okay, maybe, where we actually talk about good things about video games that we like. And um, I think that's it. It's just a dollar. One dollar. One dollar. Give us your dollars. Give me your money. All right, bye. And we, and we will use it to buy things that we shouldn't. Yes. That's right. Like no. video games, like the spiritual <laughs> opium. That's right. <laughs> We're spending every We're dollar you give us on some spiritual opium. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Better we're going to send it to Noam Chomsky. No, I'm not. I'm never giving Noam Chomsky my money. He, can, he has his, his fucking, like, manufacturing consent money. No, he needs it for fentanyl. He needs, he needs <laughs> all the money. <laughs> I'm gonna, all right, give us a dollar so we can send Noam Chomsky some spiritual opium. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.